Welcome back, dear listeners, to another episode of the Through the Banner podcast. My name is Casper McLeod, and round six of the AFLW season is in the books. And what a round it was, filled with absolute thrillers, a few upsets, some surprising results. And uh, all in all, I think it was probably my favorite, favorite round of the season so far in terms of how many close games they were, how many high scoring games they were. And most of the teams, even though they were on paper mismatched against a highly fancied opponent, really took it up to them. And it turned out to be a pretty great weekend of football all round. Round seven of the AFLW season kicks off in just a few hours, the Indigenous round. Uh, all the team's Indigenous jumpers look absolutely fantastic. It starts with a mismatch on paper, the first place Crows versus the last place Dogs. Uh, but before we get into round seven predictions, we will touch upon round six and we'll start off with the highlights and the lowlights as we always do. And we'll start off with the positives. The Gold Coast Suns once again breaking Richmond Hearts. And what a surprising ending it was. It's always a great, it's always great to get such a close ending to a game for the third time in AFL history. And now for the first time in AFLW history, the Suns have pipped the Tigers uh in a nail biter either on or after the siren. And what a game of football it was. The Suns defense misely in the end in that last quarter. And what a thrilling finish following the uh the great kick by Tara uh Bonahan uh Bahana, excuse me, after the siren or on the siren rather to kick that point. She now stands in the uh the the, the Hall of Fame at the Gold Coast for players who have broken Richmond hearts. And I do think that when they when their uh history is a little more storied, the Suns, they should be a uh, there should be a section in the Hall of Fame uh, for players who have broken Richmond hearts because that has happened on three occasions. Noah Anderson and of course Carmichael Hunt being the um, being the other uh, the other uh, players to have done it previously. Obviously Carmichael Hunt doing it in 2012 after the siren up in uh, up in Cairns, and then obviously Noah Anderson in 2022 uh, on the Gold Coast, and now the Suns have actually travelled to Melbourne and done it in Melbourne against Richmond. And this turnaround from the Suns from that disappointing round one loss has been extremely impressive. And now they leave themselves with a real opportunity to potentially finish inside the top four. And a couple of the top teams are starting to stumble a little bit. Melbourne starting to get injuries. Brisbane starting to lose form. And the Suns could potentially strike. Would not be surprised if they finished inside the top four this season, Gold Coast. Well, for Richmond, a little bit of a disappointing uh, disappointing season. It's turning out to be just these close, disappointing losses in Melbourne, dropping that game earlier in the year against the Crows comfortably and then losing to Fremantle, a team that probably won't play finals football this year, and then losing to the Suns. The Tigers are... um. They they're on the uh they're on the wrong end of a lot of close games at the moment, Richmond, and um possibly will cost them a spot inside the top eight at the moment. They're outside the eight looking in and they're coming up against a red hot Ethanin team, but it was a great victory by the Gold Coast Suns. Nevertheless, another 
big surprising result. Brisbane and Collingwood up in Ipswich, just outside of Brisbane. What a surprising result this was the last uh, few times that the Lions have played Collingwood. They've beaten them pretty convincingly, and they had their opportunities here. The Lions, three goals, ten to the Pies, five goals, three. But take nothing away from Collingwood in the second half, keeping Brisbane to without a goal while adding four themselves on the road up against a top four team and one of the premiership contenders to be able to grab that win. I, I think a massive testament to how quickly in a very short period of time, the Pites have matured. Sure. They've had weeks where they've been disappointing. Look at the loss against St. Kilda, for example, but this win against a contender really sets themselves up to potentially sneak inside the top eight, which I didn't think they were capable of doing a few weeks ago. And so it's a great victory, especially interstate where Brisbane normally do pretty well in Queensland. It was a huge win for the Pies and they definitely deserve to be among the highlights for the week. Uh, Another highlight I've got to mention the Melbourne versus Adelaide game. What a game of football it turned out to be with the Crows winning by just 10 points in a rematch of the uh, season six grand final. A great game of football, a high-scoring game of football between the two best teams in the competition. And now Melbourne's win streak is over. was the longest win streak in AFLW history, but the Adelaide Crows put pay to that in what was a great win and what was um, revenge for the finals lost uh, last season as well. It's a huge win for the Crows on the road. Their first real time playing a premiership contender after what was a pretty cushy first five weeks uh, from the uh, AFLW fixture perspective from the Crows. But that win sets themselves up very nicely to potentially finish inside the inside the top two. They do have games against both Brisbane and North Melbourne coming up, so they can't take the uh, they can't take the foot off the gas just yet. But it's um it's it's a it's a huge win with huge top two ramifications and now Melbourne potentially facing an injury problem as well. Um, it's it's a loss that could could easily cost them a top two spot, and we know how crucial finishing inside the top two is in uh, in AFL and in AFLW football. So those are the main highlights. Are the highlights? I think Bombers getting the win against the Cats. What was a slow start? Uh, to the game for the Bombers in the end, grabbing a good victory against Geelong, an important win considering that last year in the same game around the same time that Cats defeated the Bombers pretty comfortably. To be able to turn that around, I think it's shown how uh, how much Essendon have improved in a short period of time and they've given themselves a real chance of playing finals football, which as an Essendon supporter, I didn't think was possible coming into the year. And it was, I think, I think it would have been really easy for the Bombers to be really dejected after losing to Collingwood the week uh, the week beforehand in a, in a pretty disappointing loss. To turn that around in Geelong, um, uh, well, in Warrnambool technically against Geelong, um, I think is a great sign of how mature the Bombers are. And I think the Giants also deserve a mention as well for a team that has been in the lowlights for most of this season and deservedly so, getting the win uh, their first victory of the season, such a crucial, crucial, crucial performance for them. And I think it's a real morale booster, four goals to one in the second half. 
Um, and hopefully they've been able to, hopefully they'll be able to use that as perhaps a launching pad into next year. Um, but it's a, it's an important win nevertheless. And I hope that the Giants players get to enjoy it. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a good win, a comfortable win in the end against a team coming off good momentum themselves, grabbing their first win of the year earlier uh, in, well, the week beforehand against Port Adelaide. Um, we'll get stuck into the low lights. And for me, Port Adelaide and their goal-kicking inaccuracy problems, once again, it cost them big time against the West Coast Eagles, kicking three goals and nine. And uh, this time it was even worse. It was three goals, 12 to the Swans, six goals, nine. And take nothing away from Sydney because they've been a much improved unit from last year, possibly the most improved team from season seven to season eight. But the power, nevertheless, the opportunity to grab a victory here in the last two weeks has really, really, really gone begging to kick, what is it, six goals, uh, 21 behinds in the last two weeks. They'll absolutely be kicking themselves a golden opportunity here. And both teams started the game pretty inaccurately, but the Swans were able to clear to clean that inaccuracy up. Porter just kept getting worse and worse, um, especially kicking in the middle two quarters, two goals, seven in the end. And when you have 15 scoring shots apiece, but you kick three goals, 12, it's just, it's not going to win you many, if any, games of footy. And they could, they could be on three wins this year, Port Adelaide. Instead, they're just on the one and they still haven't grabbed a win in uh, South Australia. An opportunity goes begging for them. For me, another low light, I've mentioned them uh, already, but I do think the Brisbane Lions um, have a bit of an issue. I think Craig Starcevich was right when he said that the Lions are potentially not in the top echelon of teams at the moment in the competition, or at least they're not playing like it. He's had to drop players due to disciplinary reasons. And when you have been at the top for as long as you have, it's really difficult to maintain that range and maintain that standard and maintain that hunger, which is why Adelaide is so impressive because that's something they have been able to do um, for a prolonged period of time without ever really having a dip in form. But the Lions are disappointing 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 loss to Collingwood and it sets them up in a really difficult position now right on the edge of the top four potentially with the opportunity to slip out the next well their remaining four games in general looking at their looking at their remaining draw is really really tricky they play the, the Suns and the advantage there for Brisbane is that they always dominate Gold Coast whenever they play them then they play the Crows uh, which thankfully for Brisbane is in Ipswich uh, so it's in southeast Queensland. They play St Kilda, much improved St Kilda, the last few weeks in Melbourne before playing Melbourne themselves uh, up in Queensland. It's a really difficult, difficult, difficult fixture. And if the Lions play like they did against Collingwood, I struggle to see them winning more than one or two of those remaining games. And if that's the case, you can kiss top four and you can kiss premiership goodbye because never before in AFLW history has a team won the AFLW Premiership from outside of the top four. And I don't think that this year is going to be that year to break it, considering how top-heavy the competition is once again. And uh, this is a crucial, crucial, crucial period here for Brisbane because either it's going to make them uh, and they have the potential to finish top two and control their own destiny, 
or they could completely crash out and finish inside the lower the lower half of the top eight, which was unthinkable uh, before the season started. So for me, the Lions a clear low light of the uh of the round, as well as Fremantle. I mean, look, I think anytime you lose by almost fifty points in the AFLW, it's pretty disappointing. Um, although granted they were playing North Melbourne, so maybe it's a little bit, little bit harsh. I think Richmond deserved to be in the low lights considering the opportunity that they had to win this game of football. Uh, they were in a winning position with a couple of minutes to go. And once again, just like the game against Fremantle, just not good enough in a close game in Melbourne against an interstate team. And that's really going to cost them in the end, you reckon, uh, if not a top four spot, maybe even a top eight spot, uh, Geelong, also, another low light. Uh, the Cats, a real roundabout team. They've started the year with so much promise in terms of their forward line prowess, kicking 60, 60 plus points against the Dogs and the Swans, and then kicking 70 points against Port Adelaide in round four. Since then, though, they've only kicked just over four goals against Melbourne and then struggled to even kick 20 points against the Bombers. So for me, the gap between Geelong's best and their worst in the end, I think could be very well what costs them maybe even a top eight spot. They do have the advantage of playing three clubs currently. Well, actually, all four of their remaining games are against teams outside the top eight. So they have it within themselves to control their own destiny. But Fremantle has proven a tricky opponent on the road, Collingwood could have their tail up from a couple of great weeks, consecutive wins in a row. Richmond could be fighting for a spot inside the top eight and Hawthorne, we know that they play hard every single week. So Geelong, they're really in it with a fight and I did not think that they would be struggling at this particular point in the season. I thought that they would be showing themselves to be a premature contender, but they are unfortunately shown that they're still a fair way off of it. So that is the round six review we'll get stuck in around seven but before we do I do want to kind of have a little bit of a chat first off about the indigenous round it's great to see the clubs getting behind the jumper concept uh and the incredible designs that have come from that but I do want to have a discussion because like in the men's some of the teams three of them in particular Melbourne Port Adelaide and Fremantle are embracing the Indigenous names of the places uh, that they come from. So we have Fremantle as Wyalup, uh, we have Port Adelaide as Yatapulti, and we have Melbourne as Nam. And I think that the opportunity here is for all clubs to really get involved in this in the future. And, you know, maybe it'll be a little bit tricky when you have clubs that are, you know, geographically placed very close to each other especially in Melbourne but the opportunity here is to really embrace Indigenous culture to the fullest and embrace Indigenous history and I for one will be very disappointed if in the next few years we don't get uh, clubs playing against each other um, using the Indigenous names during the Indigenous round and all 18 clubs getting 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 among it Um, I will say I am very disappointed in fans whenever they're express a disappointment about the name changes on social media for me i just think that it's a ridiculous thing to complain about considering that it's not a permanent name change you know in the afl in the afl season it's literally two weeks out of 
24 and in the AFLW it's one week out of it's one or two weeks out of 10 it's really it's not that big of a deal to acknowledge the indigenous history and to indigenous and to acknowledge as well the contribution that indigenous players have made to both the AFL men's and the AFL women's uh season and so I for one think that it's a great thing and all clubs should get among it and I'm super excited to see uh what they do in future with uh with with the indigenous names initiatives with that, it is the Indigenous round. We will get stuck into round seven predictions. It's the Crows taking on the Dogs uh, from Norwood Oval in South Australia. And it starts off on 7.15pm tonight on the east coast of Australia with Daylight Savings. Uh, just as a side note, Daylight Savings Time Australia, we've got to sort out. We have to sort out our, our ish out with that because seriously it is so confusing can we not get a consistent can we not get a consistent consensus on this whether or not we all do it or whether or not we all don't do it it's so confusing anyways it's just a little bugbear that i have uh the crows great victory against the demons the dogs well they remain the only team without a win this season and they are in a pretty difficult spot at the moment. The dogs are being called out by former uh, AFL women's players, um, former uh, people involved at the dogs and their own coach as well. This would be the most impressive win in the dogs AFLW history. And I'm including their grand final win when I say that, if they manage to pull it off. I don't think they will be able to do that, though. They did beat the Crows in South Australia not that long ago, but they are just so far behind the rest of the competition. The Dogs and the Crows are just so far ahead of the competition. The difference can could not be starker. I think the Crows will win this and could win this in an absolute massacre. I think it will be a comfortable 50-plus point win. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's a good game of football, but I just can't see it. To Saturday we go. RSA Park. In Melbourne, it's the Saints and the Giants. The Giants finally on the board in season 2023 with a win against the West Coast Eagles, St. Kilda. They keep on rolling. They keep on gathering momentum and suddenly find themselves in 10th spot. And if things go their way, could find themselves inside the top eight by the end of the round, which was unthinkable a little while ago. Uh, the Giants, although they'll get a lot of momentum off of last week, they were playing one of the worst teams in the competition. The Saints in Melbourne are a different proposition altogether. I think the Saints will win this pretty comfortably by about four goals. We go to GMHBA Stadium in Geelong, and it's Geelong versus Wyalup. I think the Dockers have, uh, well, they've turned it around a little bit. They rode for that great win against Richmond a couple of weeks ago, but Geelong will be out for blood, I think, after the disappointing performance against Essendon. They they knew that they let one slip in a in a close loss, especially when they had their their opportunities. I think they take two goals, seven in the end Geelong. In Geelong, I think they'll be too strong and I'm tipping the cats to beat the Dockers. To Henson Park in Sydney and it's the Swans taking on Hawthorne. Two teams that well started their FLW uh, history last season and have been able to turn it around uh, this year to become really competitive. The Swans, especially going from zero wins last year to now three wins so far this year, and they are knocking on the door surprisingly of the top eight. I think Hawthorne 
have been impressive this season, especially the turnaround from last year. But in New South Wales, the Swans, I think, will be too strong. They should win. It should be a close game by about two goals. And we go to the Q Clash up in southeast Queensland on the Gold Coast. It's the Suns taking on the Lions and Gold Coast. They have not gotten close to the Lions yet. It's been a landslide win after landslide win for the Lions. Uh, I think maybe there was one draw from memory somewhere in there. But aside from that, it's been a comfortable win to Brisbane every single time these two teams have played each other in the preseason. Uh, the Lions restricted the Suns to just two behinds on the way to another massive victory. The Suns here, they're coming off good momentum the last few weeks. The Lions, they've started to stall just a little bit. This is a huge game, quite possibly the most important coup clash in AFLW history. If the Suns win, then the Lions lose. Then the Suns will leapfrog the Lions. I just can't see that happening, though. I still think that Brisbane have too much talent on their list. And I think after being the public, after having that public smackdown by their coach, there will be bane for blood. I think Brisbane will win this, hopefully a lot closer than what AFLW uh, Q clashes have been in the past. I'm still tipping the Lions by three to four goals. Then we go to Richmond and Essendon in the AFL men's. This is the highlight of the Indigenous rounds. Hopefully it can become that in the uh, AFLW as well. This is a crucial game. The Bombers sitting just inside the top eight. The Tigers sitting just outside of it. And this game has the potential to be the game of the round, as shown by the odds here. Uh, Very, very close. The Bombers just narrow favorites here at $1.88 to the Tigers $1.92. The Tigers getting the win against Essendon last start. I think Essendon has shown a lot of growth this year. The Tigers, they haven't shown a lot of improvement as what I thought they were going to. Some disappointing losses. They both guys will know what this game signifies. I think Essendon will get a narrow victory. And as an Essendon supporter, I will almost always tip the Bombers uh, unless we are absolutely massive underdogs with no chance of winning. And in this game, we are favourites with a good chance of winning. So I'm tipping Essendon to win what should be a nail-biter by about six points or less. We go on to Sunday. North Melbourne versus Port Adelaide. In the AFL men's up until recently, North would always dominate Port Adelaide. Uh, that Recently, that's changed as the Kangaroos have gone down the ladder and Port Adelaide have surged to be top four contenders every single year. In the AFLW, the Kangaroos and the power from Arden Street Oval. Uh, the Kangaroos sitting second on the ladder, putting pressure on the Crows to maintain that top spot. Port Adelaide, couple of opportunities that they could be on the doorstep of the top eight or they could have been if it wasn't for inaccurate goal kicking, which cost them against the Eagles and then cost them against the Swans. Now they have to come up against a premiership contender in North Melbourne at their home ground. I don't think they'll get close. I think the Kangaroos win this one by 30 points. We've seen how difficult it is for teams to kick goals against the Kangaroos, against that staunch defense. Um, And now, well, Port Adelaide have found it really difficult to kick goals with their goal kicking inaccuracy. I think North Melbourne win this pretty comfortably. We go to the 3.05 p.m. game mid-Sunday afternoon at Icon Park. It's the traditional rivals, Carlton v. Collingwood. Typically, they open up the season, but this year they play round seven on a Sunday afternoon. And this game is really interesting because up until the victory over Brisbane, I would have thought that Carlton would have won this one pretty comfortably. And now Collingwood are actually favorites 
despite the fact that Carlton come into this in sixth and Collingwood come into this in 11th, this is a really difficult game to pick, a real coin toss game. This could go either way here. Collingwood, great momentum from the last couple of weeks. Carlton have had a really impressive season themselves. This is a crucial, crucial, crucial game that could decide which of these teams make the top eight. Maybe both of them will make the top eight, in which case then this could be a preview of a week one finals matchup that hasn't been a Carlton v. Collingwood finals match in the top level of footy in the AFL women's or the AFL men's since the 1980s. And this will be a crucial, crucial game for both teams. I am tipping in this one Collingwood to win narrowly. I think their last two weeks have been really impressive. There's no reason why they can't get the victory over Carlton. I wouldn't be surprised if the Blues win this one, though. I'm tipping the Pies by one point. And we go from arguably one of the games of the round to arguably one of the blowouts of the round. Melbourne picking up injuries left, right, and center. And now their long win streak is done. I think they'll be stung by that loss to the Crows by the Eagles. High off the win against Port Adelaide, come back down to earth with the loss to the Giants. Even though this is in Western Australia and the Demons are starting to come into a little bit of a tiny well, I can call it a form something that's one loss. Maybe maybe that's a bit harsh. But the uh, Demons win streak is over. I think they'll start a new one here with a big win against the West Coast Eagles by seven to eight goals. Dear listener, thank you for listening to this episode of the Through the Banner podcast. Stay happy, stay healthy, whichever AFLW team you support. I hope that they have a great weekend and uh, looking forward to seeing in future the clubs all embrace the Indigenous name initiative started by Melbourne Fremantle and this year jumped on by Port Adelaide as well. Full kudos to those three clubs for being pioneers in this concept and uh, hopefully we see that going forward. Sign up.